It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday between 5.30 and 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Mastermind LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. Once again, we have another very special show for you this evening. This evening's show, Calling All Dads, is to wish all dads a happy Father's Day. Our guest this evening is a panel of men who will share with us their thoughts about what they believe it takes to be a good dad and all kinds of stories and experiences that they have encountered along the way. So for those of you tuning in via the computer, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive more updates on upcoming broadcasts and follow us on Twitter at least. L-Y-S-E-101. That's L-Y-S-E-101. You can also visit your iTunes store and download the show to, to your computer, phone, or iPod. You can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, or you can leave a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net. So joining with me tonight are several men that I admire and have watched their walk in fatherhood. Our first guest um, tonight is a father a mentor, and a track coach. And I would now like to welcome to A Date with Destiny, Mr. Gary Saunders Sr. Hello, Gary. How are you this evening? Hey, hey. How you doing, Lisa? I'm great. Thank you so much, and welcome to A Date with Destiny. All right. Thank you for having me. And, um, Mr. Gary, so I want to start off with you and just kind of talk a little bit about, um, first of all, uh, we we know that you're a dad, and you have, I believe, a son and a daughter, so you have the experience of raising both, male and female. Um, so in your own words, to you, what does fatherhood mean? And, I, and we'll get to another question right after this one, but to you, what is fatherhood and what does it mean to be a father? What does fatherhood mean? Mm-hmm. Well, um, father, in my perspective, I would say, um, mm-hmm. you know how, like, the animal kingdom um, has that lion and or the male species of that particular um tribe or um, whatever uh, people that they're protecting or animals that they're protecting. Right. Um, I feel, you know, father, one should be providing, and that's my outlook 
on everything and us providing from not just material things, but also <laughs> providing with the sense of uh, being a good person, giving morals. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, morals. I'm sorry, good morals. Um, mm-hmm. Spiritually feeding them. Mm-hmm. Um, doing the whole person. Um, being there at the same time. Uh, I also learned um, listening plays a big part. Um, mm-hmm. I, when I was growing up, father was one direction most of the time, and I just said, yes, sir, and kept it moving. I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that, but I've learned more, especially with two um, opposite-sex children, uh, have to listen a little bit more because they do have a lot to say. But my mm-hmm. but my word was still final at the same time. Now you said that you brought up an interesting thing. You said that when you were growing up, um, you know the experience that you had with your father. It was one directional. Can you break that down a little bit more? What do you mean exactly by when you say one directional? Well, I would say my my father. I guess because of the age he was, the age he is, well, he's passed away. Um, the time frame that he grew up in, um, mm-hmm. in that 40s to 50s, um, coming out of the military, of the Korean War, um, mm-hmm. still a young man in the 60s and watching all the different racism that was very heightened at that time, and what was important to the black community was education. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. men back then, even not just him, but the community was more sound. Men was really stern on everything. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying that the mother wasn't there, but mm-hmm. if we did have both household um, parents, the men was like the rulers. And mm-hmm. a lot of times the wife or the mother was at home because the man provided everything and mm-hmm. the mothers took care of the children where they was closed and went to school and make sure dinner was ready when the man came home. Mm-hmm. But he treated that as his as his queen, as his castle. He made sure it was a great functioning tool for him. Mm-hmm. And he thought that was best for his family that he was going to be educated no matter what, mm-hmm. and um, it was going to be spiritually rooted. And mm-hmm. there's nothing that you should never ha- really have to want. I can put some clothes on you, and I can feed you. You know, there's nothing outside of here that you really need, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So um, mm-hmm. his direction is, as I'm the king, I'm the provider, and that's how it runs, you know. <laughs> okay. You know, he had spoken, and it was like, yes, sir. And when you went so against he was a, that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, when you went against that, you kind of got a, um, either a lot of lip or um, who do you think you're talking to, and here comes the belt kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he, he was a strong disciplinarian. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. say that. I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was something that mm-hmm. I believe is needed. I think it's in a lot of our community today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think half of the issues um, wouldn't be around um, if more of men, such as he himself, um, still kept it, as we say, old school. Like, um, mm-hmm. I could be walking around from my pants halfway down, you know, oh, on my leg. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. You know, you ain't coming up in here, you know, mm-hmm. um, like that. And at the same time, you're going to be a productive person. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't saying that his way was the right way, but it worked for him because mm-hmm. of the uh, different circumstances that he was faced with when he was younger. Um, mm-hmm. He had to take care of his siblings because right. of his mother had passed away, mm-hmm. you know, and he was forced to drop out of school to go get a job, and then he went into service in order to support, help bring money in for the family. Mm-hmm. So, and he earned his GD in the service, and he always 
said that no matter what education that you may get, don't lose common sense because that's the most important thing that you can have. They, mm-hmm. they can't teach you common sense in school. You can be an educated fool. You get all mm-hmm. the degrees, you know, in the world and still don't know anything, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. he was he was definitely a wise person, you know, just going through his own life of what he has seen. And I think that made myself uh, more watchful and listening, you know, to my children, just making sure I give them the right answers. Mhm. Mhm. Now, you know, as I'm listening to you talk, um, it kind of puts me in the mind of um, the movie The Butler. Um, I'm quite sure you've seen that movie. Um, okay. Most of you have seen it. And if you, those of you who have not seen The Butler with um, Oprah. Um, and uh, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker, thank yeah, you. Um, yeah, it was an excellent movie, and it was. Uh, it reminds me of the part, you know, with the father and son. You had old school versus new school per se, and each generation, um, as we continue to evolve, you know, you have a different generation coming up. So we're faced with that old school versus new school um, way of raising and training our children. And it sounds yeah. like with you, with your dad, um, you know, in the era in which he grew up, uh, he had um, a sternness that seems to be missing today. I mean, that's just my perspective. What do you think? Well, yes, it's not missing quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, I think half of our youth, and I'm going to speak to um, basically, uh, I would say, African-Americans, um, or black, um, however you want to call us as a people, um, mm-hmm. in that realm of looking um, to succeed. Um, there's a lot of young people that I've watched as I've coached that are all over the place, even down to the females. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't When I went to school, I didn't have all this female fighting. You know, females right. are like going down like dudes. You know, mm-hmm. this, it was really unheard of. It was like, wow, you know, they had a few, and they was like mm-hmm. almost cat fights. I mean, now, why ladies, do you uh, think that is, though? I think because of the lack of the father around the household. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, most of the time there is a um, lacking when she finds out someone in that household. And mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's the male. You know, because mm-hmm. I believe sternly, even from spiritually, um, some preachers talk about this, you want to change a community, it starts with the men. Mm-hmm. You know, the men have to stand up and demand, especially from the black perspective, the respect that is needed for us and also the direction that we should be walking in towards. You know, right. not being um, an agitator, but being smart, your surroundings and who you are, um, mm-hmm. getting everything um, for yourself. Um, like if you only have one life, you know, mm-hmm. um, what are you going to do with that? You've you got one life. What, what are you going to do? you got one or something. And once, mm-hmm. you, once it's over, that's it. You know, right. what are you going to do with that life that you have? you got that one thing. And I think a lot of us miss that. And that, to me, from old school, um, every now and then you reach out and touch. You have to reach out and mm-hmm. touch some mm-hmm. of the children. Knock them in, knock some sense into them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe in that uh, that uh, time out thing. That thing is bogus to me. Sometimes talking, it works. But sometimes uh, consequences come behind it. Because... Right. What I would dish out is going to be menial to what the world would dish out if they happened to do a knucklehead thing out in the world. Right. I'd rather beat you now than you sitting in jail getting beat and getting everything else that you may didn't want or desire to do. But because right. you choose that path, now you're subject to everything else. And not on top, on top of it all, whatever the government will give you, Whenever you decide, if they do let you out of prison, you're going right back in nine times out of ten because they ain't do nothing for you. It's just a recycling. Right. Thing. 
Well, and you know, that's a good point that you bring up. Um, the the discipline there's a there's, the discipline is missing and we're not talking about abuse because you know there's a there's a, a lot of people who don't believe in you know quote unquote spanking uh, we'll say spanking not beatings <laughs> but spanking the child and and you know that's the era that we grew up in and we're fine I mean we turned out okay and we're not talking about physical you know like abuse because there's a difference between abuse and and spanking. Yeah. But I believe that, you know, it does say, the Bible does say, spare the rod and spoil the child. Um, but And, and I, this is a credit uh, to mothers, and we're not taking anything away from mothers because there's a lot of strong women out here who have successfully raised, you know, been single moms and success, successfully raised uh, children, especially young men. Um, yeah. But then there's just a whole lot of, of uh, uh, instances where, um, you can see there was a lack of male, um, you know, mentorship in a guy's life. So I'm going to hold it, you know, we're going to pause it there for a second because I want to bring in another person um, to, to participate in this conversation. Um, I would like to welcome to A Date with Destiny, um, Mr. Pierre Coates. Pierre, how are you? Good. How are you, Lisa? Um, fine, thank you very much. Um, we have been talking about, you know, uh, the differences between, I guess, right now, um, old school um, versus new school way of raising our children, especially our young men and our daughters, um, because they're just as important. And um, one of the reasons I, I wanted you to be on the show this evening is because you bring a whole different perspective to the conversation because you did not really know your dad. Um, and you were raised by a single mother, and you turned out to be a phenomenal um, human being and a phenomenal father yourself. And um, so I just want you to share uh, what, for you, not having a role model to look up to, how were you able then to, once you had your children, because I believe you have two sons and two daughters, and how were you able to... uh, to, to raise them um, to be, you know, the great people that they are without having a role model? <laughs> uh, that's a good question, you know. You know, I grew up in Baltimore, and uh, one thing I always said to myself was I never wanted to be my father's son. Okay, just hold on one second because I'm getting some feedback. If, you could, if you're listening to the radio, your computer, whatever, if you could turn that down for us. Because it's creating some type of feedback, and then make sure you're you're talking directly into the phone. Okay, that's better. Can you hear me? Uh huh. Yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I had I was listening to it in the other room. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, one of the things I always said is I never wanted to be my father's son in the perspective that you know. Uh, my dad, I, I met him one time when I was 16 years old. And even that meeting, he basically said two words to me, and that was it, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, right then and there, I said, you know, if I ever had kids, I never wanted to treat them like that. And uh, mm-hmm. even though, you know, I was away in the military a lot and different, doing different things, you know, I always let my kids know I was there for them, you know. Right. I was there. I loved them. I cared about them. And I also let them know it that uh, if they did something they weren't supposed to do, I'm going to be there for them. Right. And, uh, and they knew that, you know, it was no joke. You know, I, I grew up in old school. I mean, back in the day, you know, you could, you'd get whipped by the neighborhood if you did something wrong, you know. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then they're going to tell your parents they did it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> nowadays, it's just, you know, you can tell a lot of these kids have uh, – they had no respect for themselves, so how can they have respect for anyone else? Right. And and I always taught my kids, you know, don't down yourself because if you down yourself, you're gonna down someone else, and that's where right. it all that's that's where it all goes wrong, you know. That goes wrong right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I again, I was raised by a single parent. My mom, she was my mom, my dad, and you know, and she did things that a dad couldn't do. But mm-hmm. she still, you know, she was still there. She gave it a shot, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it just uh, she was a, a woman. But she 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 
she raised me to be respectful of others, always. Right, right. You know, and uh, see, I, I think she uh, she did a good job because she worked, you know, she worked, and a lot of times I didn't see her for days on end, but she was always there for me. Even now, I mean, <laughs> as old as I am now, you know, she calls and checks on me like I'm still her little her little kid, you know, her little baby. But <laughs> Right. You know, and I know a lot of kids now that they don't even have that. You know, their parents throw them in front of the television and say, okay, you're on your own, and that's it. Throw them in front of the, mm-hmm. the PlayStation, and, hey, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try to get my kids, I try to teach them, look, you have to get out there and, and do different things. You know, you have to travel different avenues. You have to get a wider perspective than just that Nintendo or that PlayStation or just the people in your neighborhood. You right. And that's uh, that's one way that you can learn to respect people. You learn what's going on with someone else. And some, some of these people, these kids now, you know, they're so wrapped up in themselves as far as they want to go. Right, and so what I'm hearing from both of you, um, that's that, that's really some great points. Um, what I'm hearing from both of you then, it's really all about communication, and it's all about talking to the youth, talking to our, not just our kids, but, um, you know, any kid that I guess you run into, and that's one of my questions that I want to put out there, um, and, and Pierre, you kind of touched on that. Do you believe that it takes a village to raise a child? Uh, most definitely. I mean, <clears throat> you have to uh, you have to mold a child, of course, and they learn mm-hmm. different things from different people. Mm-hmm. And when there's a when there's no father there, like for instance, like you said, my father wasn't there, but I had other people in my family that would kind of step in here and there, you know, and say, "Hey, look, this is what you need to do to grow up," basically, right. you know. And it wasn't no. It wasn't no punching and kicking and slapping, but I'm going to tell you, when the adults in my family spoke and they gave you that funny eye, you knew that was it. Case closed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It wasn't no there talking wasn't, back. No. There was no questioning. There was no, well, this. and what. Right. No, that was it. <laughs> right. And, right. And you right. went on and did what you were supposed to do. Exactly. And with, without any, you might have mumbled under your breath, but even if you mumbled, you better not let them hear you mumble. <laughs> oh, no, you better, mumble, you better mumble under your breath in someone else's house about it. But, exactly. You know, I know my family, like I said, you know, I, I, I told you this story before. I had an aunt and uncle, and this was like the black mafia because they were the head of the family. And whatever mm-hmm. they said to anyone in that family, that was it. Case was closed. Right. You know? Right. And, uh, you know, and they but they took care of all of us. They, you know, they, they even though they were really old school, mm-hmm. they took care of us the best way they could, and they taught us to take care of ourselves. There you go. There you go. Bam. And you know, and yeah. it's and it's because now, you know, I'm seeing that even though you did not have quote unquote your father in your life, you still had father figures, and you had other people. You had your family there to love and support you and to help raise you. I mean, again, it goes back to that village. Um, and right. and I guess, you know, that's one of my questions I want to bring up. And, um, Gary, you can, you know, um, answer this one if you'd like. Fatherhood versus sperm donor. <laughs> Fatherhood mm. versus sperm donor. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, we there's a lot of sperm donors out there, you know, who just deposit and leave. That's it. You know, and that's yeah. why a lot of a lot of times we see what we see out there because the man is missing. And again, I don't if the women that are listening to this program, I'm not trying to take anything away because really my hat is off to every single one of you who have been the mother and the father, who has been the single parent and had to, you know, work sun up to sundown to make sure your kids were taken care of. I'm not doing that, but this is about fathers today. This is about fatherhood and what it takes to be a good father. So, Gary, I know that you also coach. You coach track. And you've been doing it now for like 10-plus years. Um, And you have like – hundreds of kids <laughs> you know it's not yeah. just about your kid but tell us tell us what you've seen 
throughout your years as being a coach? Um, I've seen more that uh, I can say more love that I had to still share, not just with mm-hmm. my two um, biological children, but the populace, the people in general. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of young people was missing love. Um, I always ended my practice with my saying, I love you. you know, and that carried on to a point where now the kids expect it and they make sure that I say it and they say it back to me. I watch many people who have left under my tutelage of coaching and went to higher education. They still contact me and still call me back and keep me updated on their life. And mm-hmm. they thank me for giving them a vision and having them mm-hmm. see things differently. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them was a product of just uh, one family household. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them have told me that I was a dad when they didn't have a dad around um, mm-hmm. because I speak to them as such, and I expected a great demand on them to act accordingly. You know, you got to represent mm-hmm. yourself. You know, you got to have a morale about your being. We just ain't out here. They don't cuss around me. They're not old enough to cuss. They ain't even making mm-hmm. no money. You know, they ain't paying mm-hmm. no bills. That's how I bring it to them. What you cussing for? Why are you mm-hmm. using that language? You know, I know the school doesn't teach you this. Mm-hmm. You know, we respect one another as we go forward. Um, it's very hard to ask the question about the sperm donor and, uh, versus a father. I don't believe that you have to be um, biologically be a father. Mm. You know, um, there's a lot of great people out here that who have taken no responsibility of individuals who was not their biological child and mm-hmm. took care of them to the best of their capabilities and called them, you can call me daddy, and I am your father, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all fine and well. Um, it was a need, it was a void that was missing, and they saw it and they stepped right in. Right. You know, um, that's a father um, to me, or that's a parent, you mm-hmm. know, I'm quite sure you keep, you know, you mentioned about the, you know, you're not bashing the ladies or the mothers, but I'm quite sure the mother would say if they had a man or someone else around in that household to help out, it made life a little easier. Oh, I can attest. I can attest. I guarantee you that. They were like, hey, but that didn't stop them from not knowing what they had to do. If they ain't there, we we keep it moving. Right. But there's no book. You know, um, to this, it amazes me to see people on TV. And sometimes they have a book, "How to Raise a Child." There's no book. There's no book. Surely (laughs) isn't. The only book I know is the Bible, per se, and I think that will really work. Um, You make sure that you honor your mother and father. That was Mm -hmm. like the utmost in my upbringing. You know, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you act it up, you gotta spank it. You know, mm-hmm. but it was done. It was decency and it's done in love that you will mm-hmm. not like. Like three kids, I, I steal piece of candy from the nickel store, five and down. You know, it was mm-hmm. Woolworths. I got caught. They called my parents. My father beat me in the store, out the mm-hmm. store, in the car on the way home. <laughs> he was so embarrassed because I'm working. I can buy every damn piece of candy, excuse me, every piece of candy in the whole planet. Why do you got to steal something? You don't have to do that. I can buy this for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what was, that was his thing. You know, don't you right. ever have to do anything like that. You know? Right. You and that's a great, that's something yeah. that you need because you, you might not have it. If you're trying to feed your family and you broke you have to take some bread or something. That's different. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't have to come to that, you know, that that particular, you know, down part of your life. But there is avenues, you know, and consequences you have to pay. You do not walk through life taking things or this thing was stealing and not telling the truth. You better tell the okay. truth around me because I can't trust you. Yeah. Right. 
Right. Well, see, but those are great lessons that you you know that you had um, because you had someone in your life to to teach you those things. Um, and again, we know that there. So here's a question, um, and P, I'm going to address this to you, Pierre. Um, what would you say to the absentee fathers of the world? What would you? What, what message do you have for them? You don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you, you could have been raising the next doctor, lawyer, president, astronaut, physicist. You never know. But mm-hmm. you, you for some reason, did not give them a chance. Okay. Right. Nine times out of ten. I know, speaking for myself, I need my I needed my kids probably more than they needed me. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I took care of them and I raised them, but you know, I could have made a whole lot of different choices if I didn't have them around to think about. They mm. missed. Mm. So I mean, I, I mean, even as a, even as when when they were babies, you know, I think I was worse than than Mama was because I was up all night checking on them and back, you know, and. And I always said I would sit down and carry them around and would just wonder, man, what, what are these kids going to do? You know, one day they're going to be on their own. So what are they going to do? Well, I said, hey, whatever they do, I'm going to try to show them to do it the best way they can. As long as it's within the law, as long as it's right, you know, I wanted to raise them to uh, to, to do good. And right. there's a lot of parents out here, a lot of guys that walk away from their kids I mean, these kids are growing up to be fantastic people, and and they run around to see it. Right. Yes. Right. Right. I feel that. Yeah. So I guess one of my next question, and I'm gonna, you know, um, get both of you to answer this one: um, raising sons versus raising daughters. <laughs> and I've I've noticed that that usually comes with double standards. Uh, you raise your sons a bit more loosely than you do your daughters, um, and sons seem to get away with more than you allow your daughters to get away with. Is that true? And Gary, uh, Pierre, let, let's go with you first. No, I was I was equal opportunity, and I mean they tell you, you know, I was I look, I don't want any of you doing the whatever, you know. When it comes to dating, all right, you know, you be a, the daughter. 16, 17, that's fine. So, you know, my son, I know my remember my oldest son, he was like 12. He told me, I got a girlfriend, Dad. No, you don't. <laughs> You're not old enough to have a girlfriend. You might mm-hmm. have a friend. She might be a girl, but she's not a girlfriend. You know, they thought I was crazy. I'm like, no, you, right. have, to, you have to grow into this, buddy, just like your sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they were like, hey, Dad, Mom, I, you can ask whoever you want to ask. It's not going to happen. But, Right. I mean, there are certain things you will do for your daughter. You know, you might do some things on the side. But, you know, hey, don't tell anybody because I wanted them, being with four of them, I, tr- I wanted them all to feel equal, you know. I didn't want anyone to feel like, well, he likes me, he likes you more than he likes me, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Come with, what came with that was, hey, you all going to be treated the same. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so that's what I tried to do. Okay, Gary. Well, well, I was a little different. I'm a person of uh, I believe I do believe in equal opportunity, but I believe it's um, the male is alpha. It's a little different. Um, like I wanted my son, you know, he's gonna play the football, he's gonna play the baseball. I'm not saying that I didn't want my daughter to, do it, but it, it was a different, I guess, ego for the male, you know, and when he did go dating, um, it was a certain age, maybe that 15, 16 kind of thing. Um, when my daughter thinking about dating at 15, um, no, she's, I had, to this back, she was on the porch. You're not leaving <laughs> for my son, in a sense. And she would say, well, Gary, you got to do this. Or my brother said, I don't care what you got to do. No. You know, until... I guess I felt as though until both minds was mature enough. And at the same time, I was kind of lying to myself. I was just scared as a dad to let my daughter go because I don't want no male to 
to just do what you wrong. did when you were that age, huh? Because I would go off. No, 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 no. I wasn't a, a bad person, but I just want to make sure that I I felt overprotective, and I just okay. wanted to make sure that she when she, when she left out, I my heart was a little bit at ease and I could let go. Um, okay. I, I I prayed that I was doing it right when I was going through that particular scene. So they are four years apart, and I had a son first. Um, but it was also a growth. Um, her interest was different than my son's interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain things that I allow my son to do because I believe that you won't, you got to go into this man's world, um, well, world period, and this is things you're going to be faced with, especially being a black male. And I explain things to him as such. And then I explain things to my daughter. She's a black female. This is how they look at you. This mm-hmm. is what you will be faced with, and it's going to be even doubly. So I try to prepare them. You know, mm-hmm. this is how things are going to come at you. But if you educate yourself and be smart and know where you are in life and what your surroundings are, you'll be fine. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know the playground that you reside in. You know, understand that. And you be able to maneuver around things and make sure you read and comprehend. You know, that was a huge thing that you understand. You know, you be smart enough to read, you understand the rules, this is what's going on. You know, right. So, and I right. just pray and keep praying. And every time um, I always had to ask God, at the same time God answered me through, Either my spouse, this is what y'all think you might want to do, or through our aunts, through grandmas. <laughs> yeah. The village, like, okay. going back to that yeah. village. Yes, okay. Going okay. back to that village. and There wasn't no book for this thing. <laughs> no. And see, and that's the thing, again, you know, getting back to that village, um, which is, you know, in my opinion, um, I think we're starting to get back to the village um, I know we've gotten away from the village, but I think now, you know, especially the way the economy is and just um, seeing the kids, you know, if we can, if we can put our, get our hands on them, it's like we're just getting back to the old school way of doing things. Now, that's not to say that everything old school was right, because there's no always right or wrong way to do anything, because we're always evolving. But it worked. It yeah, really, worked. really worked. Do you know, um, um, since you said that, I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. Back, and I'm going to stick with education, for some reason, our old school was more educated and smarter than, to me, some of the today's children. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was a time where debates, you know, from your HBCUs, all the intelligent minds, Everything was in them schools. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were scared to even come up to compete against us. You know, we, it was mandatory, even down to the athletic part. You know, mm-hmm. so academically, athletically, the community was stronger. You know, that's how, yeah. I mean, my history looks at it, not what I see through my eyes. You know, there's fans of butts. So that was the well, you, but, you, but you know what, and that's a good point, because if you think about back then, you know, we were like two steps out of slavery, number one, and they knew back then in order to survive, in order to move ahead, education was the only way to do that. That was like, you know, their, that was their thought pattern. You've got to get educated. You've got to go to school. You've got to go to school. So we had a lot of teachers. You know, we had a lot of um, teachers back then, and when you went to school, those teachers back then, they did not play with you. <laughs> when you went to school, you went. You better sit down, shut up, and listen. And you better get your work done because if you didn't, you would get a phone call to you know home, and you and you didn't want that. You, you didn't want your mama to know, and then they have to take off from work to come up to the school. See, it was just different, and they cared. And I think then back then too, they cared more because they understood. Nowadays, it's so lackadaisical because they, there's too, I think sometimes there's a little bit too much of some things, 
you know, you can give your kids too much of something. Um, we've got um, the, all these television shows. You've got technology. You've got the Internet. You've got this. You've got that. And kids aren't really interested. It's like, you know, wh- why do I have to do this and why do I have to do that when I know how to do this? Right. It's not being reinforced about getting an education. It was unheard of to drop out of school. Yeah. And once you Only got out of with 12th grade, out. you went, mm-hmm. I said, well, if you dropped out, you, there was a reason. You may have to go yeah. to work to support your family. To support your <clears throat> family, exactly. But, but when they supported that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I said when they eventually had a chance to some big go and finally got, you know, finished the education, the yeah. opportunity presented itself. So a lot of these witness service continue that. But it was always right. a reason for things, you know. It was that family unit was the number one. You know, this is right. the family, this is what we want to do. <laughs> right. And and even the right. ones that did drop out to to go to work to support, they supported somebody else to send them to school. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, you know, if you think about it, if you think about it, I mean, you know, being old school, back in the 70s and 60s and 80s, 80s even, you actually had to work to learn. You couldn't just go up, push a button, and it pop up on your screen. You got it right there. You had to research, you know. Yeah. You had to look yeah. for what you wanted. You, you don't have That's to do right. that anymore. Yeah, no. this is true. <laughs> yeah, so what they say um, Google it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. That is so crazy. Remember yeah. back in the day we had to go to the library and learn the Dewey Decimal System? Do they even know what that is now? They're like, what? No. The what? <laughs> yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. See, I, still, I still like the open encyclopedia or something. You know, and my youngest, he looked at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, right. this is how you find it. You know, you look through here. You have to search it out. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, so, so and Gary, you mentioned in the beginning of the program, um, and you, you gave a great analogy about, like, the animal kingdom. And when you said animal kingdom, I, you know, instantly went to the Lion King, <laughs> you know, and yeah. how the male is the provider. You know, um, yeah. he takes care of, of you know, his his family. Yeah. Um, I don't and know if that's I just, ego or just 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 what it is, and I don't know. Well, it's, I know that's you know, how I feel. right. But then there's you have you know you people like yourself and like Pierre, and I'm quite sure a whole lot of other men out here who are doing it. You know, there are men out here who are single dads, and they're taking care of the children. Yeah. Um. You know, so and my hat's off to them as well, and I don't want to leave them out either. So, you know, it's just I think it's a little bit of both. Um, and this is another thing too, guys. How do you feel about the Hallmark now? They they did a – I read an article online where um, their mahogany section has cards geared to mothers um, on Father's Day, wishing mothers a happy Father's Day. How do you feel about that? Huh. Well, you know what? I'm, I personally, I'm good with it because, like I said, you know, my mom, she was, she had to be mom, dad, and everything else. So, I mean, if you're growing up in a house, a household, and your mother, you know, wearing both hats, I don't see a problem with it. Might right. sound strange because you know somebody's used to, but you know, the mothers, like you said, these single mothers, they, they need, uh, they need a pat on the back because it's yeah. not easy. A gold ribbon. I agree with you. But didn't they get that on Mother's Day, too? (laughs) Well, like I said, they wear two hats, see, so. (laughs) (laughs) And that's true. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. They're wearing two hats. Yeah. And they're wearing the dress and the pants, too. Well, well, what about the guys who wear two hats? Do a guy get a Mother's Day card? That's something we got to put together. There you go. I was going to say, <laughs> hey, that's an idea. Let's, it was dag too late. We already put it out there in the airwaves. But, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. You know, it, it, to me, I just like to see, I like to hear men step up. You know, I like to see, even though I know I'm capable, you know, and I believe there are a lot of women who are capable of doing it, 
but why should we have to? If you don't have to do it, why should we have to? And, you know, I was hoping that, um, I mean, I had another guest, um, it does, doesn't look like they could make it on the call, where, um, you know, uh, he's no longer with his um, children's mother or children, you know, because, you know, people grow apart, they separate or divorce or whatever. And some some people aren't allowed, you know, the mothers get so crazy and I guess, uh, I don't want to say crazy, but um, um, what's the word, um, they have ill feelings for whatever reasons towards the father, and they won't allow the father to see the children. You know, and for me personally, I don't think that's fair. I mean, that's between you and that you and him, but don't keep the father away from the children because they need the fathers. Fathers are needed, especially right. when you have a man that wants to be a dad. Yeah, well, you know, I don't knock single parents, single moms, and you mentioned we just laughed about the man part while I was getting a card on Mother's Day. Personally, I wouldn't want that card if I was a single dad, parent, mm-hmm. because I'm not a mother. Even though I may have to try to fill some shoes, I'm still not a mother. Mm-hmm. I didn't give birth. I'm not a mother. You know, it's, it's, it's mothers has a little different connection. Now, mm-hmm. as a father, um, some people may get upset with the comment, but a mother cannot teach a boy how to take a pee. The man, he only get that from another man. Now, whether it was his father or his uncle or someone around that household, that family unit, showed him, this is how you, this is what you got to do to be a man. Not saying that the mother didn't say those words, but when it comes mm-hmm. from the same sex, the same male, dominant mm-hmm. thing, the alpha, is heard a little differently. Yeah. Because I believe most young boys and men, they always look at it like those heroes, you know, on a corner, whether it was somebody on the street or an athlete. But some male, like, I want to be that person, you know, they looked mm-hmm. up to this, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So it's not yeah. knocking the mom. Right. But, you know, it's uh, it's just, you know, a man got to be, be around. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally different mindset that we have Yeah. versus the mother. It's not yeah. saying that we can't raise, you know, and be that half mom and not knocking mothers that say they can't be that father, but. The, it's different. A woman, the woman going to take it so far. And a lot of times, if the, if a male never was around that, if the woman had a son and the male wasn't around, that woman going to be like, you know what? We time for this shit be to your father. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yes. Because it comes to a point where that young man's life, and, and, and yes. if he's all male, oh, it's time for some real male talk. Yeah, because that testosterone kicks in. And, and look, I was blessed to have the father around, and I had got to the point where with my son, look, you know what, <laughs> wait till your father gets home. Because, <laughs> you know, you do. You, the woman is It's just it gets to a point where he needs testosterone, needs testosterone. I don't care what anybody says. You know, we can do what we can do, what we can do up to a point, but then it comes to a point, it's like, you know what, you need to go. <laughs> you need to go. Just like with a man and go ahead. No, I'm gonna say there's only, there's certain things that only a man can put yes. into their child's psyche or their spirit. Yes. And there's certain things that a woman contributes. And only right. a woman yes. can contribute. Yes. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I think women just, mm-hmm. more promotes more I would say the the heart, the sensitivity of a male, you know, to think more, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to pay attention in a sense, um, because it's more internal. Um, I guess um, listening to my spouse, my wife, she made a description of how because of women, you know, I gave birth. This is internal, this is inside. Like, I mm-hmm. know what it feels. I know that beat. Mm-hmm. A male don't feel that. Mm-hmm. We can pro- profess it or try to. We just don't feel that. We don't mm-hmm. feel it until after it's out and after it starts walking and mm-hmm. talking, and then we try to help guide it along, and then we start to learn more of the characteristics. That woman already knows, you know, it's, it's, it's been there. I mean, it's incubating for nine months, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, 
doctors, they really paid attention to be like, oh, no wonder he's a night owl. He stayed up all night in my stomach. I mean, those yeah. things are evidence, you know, that mm-hmm. men just don't have. So I, I mm-hmm. agree with what you said, Mr. J. You know, it's, it's we, the one that does teach things is totally just that the man cannot. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, and, you know, in the family, yeah. the woman, she, she gives the sensitivity, you know. She gives the compassion. And man, yeah. the man's going to give, he's going to see this is how you protect. This is how you serve. This is right. what you do to get to the next step. Well, and then this brings me, I guess, to my last question, because, boy, the time really does fly. But, um, well, actually, I have two more questions. The first one we kind of covered, but I just want to reiterate. So do you feel that men have a certain, men have a certain responsibility for children who aren't their own? Pierre, I'll throw that one at you first. Hmm. Oh, most definitely, because, you know, um, I have a stepdaughter, but to me, She's my daughter. I was mm-hmm. responsible. I've been with her since she was a baby, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was my responsibility to take care of her and to teach her that someone, a dad figure is going to be there no matter what, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, un- unfortunately, I'm not with my kids now because, you know, again, things happen in the relationship and we part ways. But, you know, I, I tell them, I talk to them all the time, every, almost every day. I'm talking to one of them, you know, and uh, but she is uh, she calls me dad, you know. That's it. That's that's who I am. There, I am dad, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's gonna say this is my stepdad, and I don't say this is my stepdaughter. I'm like this is my daughter, and she tells people this is my dad, and it's funny because I don't know, maybe we've been around each other so long, but people are like, oh yeah, you two are just alike. Okay, right? Yeah, people that don't know. Yeah. People that don't know, they say, oh, yeah, you two are just alike. I'm like, okay, right. I'll take that. Right, right. <laughs> well, you've been with her since she was a baby, so, I mean, yeah, you know. Absolutely, and there's their responsibility, you know. I mean, yeah. I, there's no way that you can you can raise a child and not have any kind of decent feelings for them or love them and want to right. take care of them. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I don't understand how you cannot do that. Right. Amen. Right. And Gary, the same question to you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that um, it's a responsibility. Um, I'm at the dual spiritualness with it because I also believe in love. Like I said earlier, it's not me being a coach. Um, I emphasize that you love one another as, as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. And I believe that conquers. You know, um, we are here as human beings, as a society. I don't care whether you're black or white, people I come across. I'm going to share compassion. I'm going to share conviction. I'm going to share truth with them if I see them doing something wrong. I don't care um, if it's not my biological child. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. black, white, um, red, purple, whatever the spectrum may be. You know, no young man or young lady. You might want to do it this way or look at it like this. You know, I'm right. not your immediate guardian or father or mother, but you might want to do it this way, you know, just to take right. a look. And most of the time, I always get this, oh, you sound like my mom, or oh, you sound like my dad. Well, evidently, they're saying something right to you. <laughs> right. You know, you can't, I wouldn't dress like that. Why are you dressing this way? You know, you right. get some high school. What are, you, what are you promoting? How do you think right. people will look at you? You know, right. yeah, I mean, we, it's a shame that we guys, you know, I can't say can't control themselves, but let's not put the blame on the guy. Do you really want to present yourself as such? Mm-hmm. You know, if you call yourself a young lady, if you should see an order, you know, you shouldn't be playing that. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's not age appropriate or whatever the situation like you go to school. You know, you want to school or you going to the strip joint, you know? Really? Right. right. And that's good because they need to hear that. Um, so that's good. And then getting down to my final question, um, and uh, I guess, Gary, since you just went, um, Pierre, I'm going to throw this at you first. Um, how has fatherhood changed you? <clears throat> how has fatherhood changed you? Uh, I think fatherhood, you know, 
once I became a father, I became a little more sensitive and caring to what's going on around, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was, having a child, it, it just changes your whole perspective. You know, as I said, I was in the military, and, you know, and, and you know, I was in special operations. So, you know, you go on special ops, you're supposed to be this hardcore, you know, bad Rambo type guy. But when you, when you have a kid, you know, it's like, oh, man, you, you're this way when you're out in the woods or whatever, but when you get around them, it's like, you know, you're just a big baby, you know, mm-hmm. and it's good. Right. It's good to have that feeling like, man, this is, this child came partly from me, you know, mm-hmm. and now I want to see what I can do to make them the best person that they can be. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of made me a little more aware, I should say, mm-hmm. of, of, other people's feelings and, you know, and, I mean, they're my heart. So it's, you got to have a heart, you know, you got to have a heart to teach. Yes. You can't, you can't, you can't teach hardcore. Everything can't be hardcore. You got to have a heart to teach right. them. And, and right. you got to show them how to find theirs. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, Gary, how has fatherhood changed yeah. you? Well, I was a young person, young father when I started. It made me grow up. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure I could be at least a, some type of a role model that my son could look up to and say, you know, well, he's not doing this, you know, something positive um, in his eyesight. And my daughter, I came more conscious of my walk and what I do and also – Thank you um, as my spouse to um, every now and then can't be so hard because uh, I was brought up that way and sometimes my children do not respond to that and you will definitely let me know. So you got to stop howling at them. Uh, you will have to let them talk loud, talk to them a little differently, not at them, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And I've learned, you know, it's, Mm-hmm. It was a learning thing. I always say there's no book to this. <laughs> right. Yeah, but um, it definitely humbled me. Um, it made me a more loving and caring person, too, for humanity mm-hmm. in itself. Because you know, I was like um, people in general, especially young adults, I want them to achieve the max. Mm-hmm. You know, go out there, be, be the next president, you know. Chucks. Barack Obama, I would never thought. I mean, wow. You know, that I see that. Now that right. he's there, shucks, I may be looking at one right in front of me. So, you know, right. you be president of mm-hmm. these United States. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, gentlemen, um, we're, we're, that's all the time that we have. We're down at the, towards the end of the show. But I just want to, again, wish both of you, even though Father's Day was yesterday, I think every day is Father's Day. I think every day is Mother's Day. But I just want to wish you both a very happy Father's Day because both of you are really great dads and great contributors uh, to this world and, and all of the things that you do. So, you know, and I and I want to also, you know, even though my dad, it's been four years uh, since my dad has um, left us, but um, he's, all, he's still with me too, you know. And, Gary, I know that your dad is, you know, it's been years and years for your dad. It's so 26 years. There we go. And we want to just, you know, keep them in forever in our spirits and in our hearts and, to all the rest of the fathers out there who are listening in today, uh, thank you for tuning in, and a happy Father's Day to you. Um, I want to leave you with this. Uh, I came across a poem, and the author is unknown, um, called The Measure of Man. Not how did he die, but how did he live. Not what did he gain, but what did he give. Not what was his station, but had he a heart? And how did he play his God-giving part? Not what was his shrine, nor what was his creed, but had he befriended those really in need? Not what did the piece in the newspaper say, but how many were sorry when he passed away? Was he ever ready with a word or good cheer? 
to bring back a smile, to banish a tear. These are the units to measure the worth of a man as a man, regardless of birth. So that concludes our show for this evening. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us uh, tonight. A shout-out to my family, who are always loving and supporting me, and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Uh, Once again, a big thank you to Mr. Gary Saunders and Mr. Pierre Coates for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Yes, <laughs> for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us, for knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. So, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to share with us this evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, too. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back on Monday, June 23rd at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. Back when I was a child Before life removed all the My father would lift me high And dance with my mother and me And then spin me around till I fell asleep Then up the stairs he would carry me And I knew for sure I was loved If I could Another chance, another walk, another dance with him. I'd play a song that would never, ever end. How I'd love, love, love to dance with my father again. Oh
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.